You're listening to How Did I Get Here? A deep dive into our journey to find the dream job. I'm your host, Jason Fish, and today I'm joined by Steve Hill, the Global Head of Innovation at KPMG. For the people listening who aren't familiar with KPMG, can you give us a, an overview of what KPMG does? KPMG is an accounting firm, and fundamentally, I think our mission in life is to uh, reinforce and instill um, confidence in the capital market system, right? So that when we audit firms, um, you know, that audit service and that, um, you know, duty that we perform, it, it provides confidence that uh, the financial statements that investors are reading um, are accurate, true, and, you know, represent the uh, – um, the, the the correct history uh, and recording of that enterprise, uh, but we're not just an audit firm. Um, we also do tax work and and consulting work, um, including helping firms, uh, our clients, uh, think through the correct treatment of tax, um, the right kinds of appropriations in the business to make for um, you know uh, various strategies that they may have in business uh, and the tax implications of those. As well as changes to their business in our advisory place, uh, advisory business, we, um, you know, help them with deals. We help them with strategy. Um, we help them with technology change, business process change, organizational change, uh, management of risk, governance, et cetera. So quite a large enterprise. We're about, uh, you know, $26 billion globally. Um, and part of, uh, you know, Collectively, uh, our industry is known as the big four. The big four firms in the industry are known as the big four. Um, and, um, you know, we're a pretty sizable uh, chunk of, uh, of business compared to what we were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. What's your favorite part of, you know, your job and working at KPMG? Uh, I think my favorite part is learning um, and, you know, collaborating with uh, other leaders in the firm who are struggling to, um, you know, make sense of the future and working together to try to build a, uh, a more confident opinion about how the future and when the future will, uh, you know, unfold as as we might contemplate and to watch that that happen. So. Really working with people, I'd have to say, is uh, probably one of the more interesting parts of my job because I get to talk to so many different types of people and learn so many things from each of the conversations. On the flip side, what's you know one thing that you wish was different or better? You know, people don't like to change fundamentally, and in my uh, role. Um, my clock speed is obvious, is 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 oftentimes calibrated by the speed of the market, and when I see the marketplace moving very quickly, and I don't see a client organization or my own organization working fast enough to match that pace, it's very frustrating, right? And so, part of the I think the 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 trick of having a job like mine is constantly being able to affect a business case and to communicate that business case effectively to uh, encourage uh, action, right, to make change happen. So uh, just to simplify, I think that the, frust the most frustrating part of the work is, is just the pace of change. Uh, people tend to work and, and like to work incrementally. 
um, and make incremental moves when oftentimes, particularly in today's environment, you know, disruption really is what you need to, uh, to affect. And that's oftentimes hard to, you know, uh, make happen in a timely way. And so what's, you know, someone who's interested, you know, in the, in the work that you do and, you know, whether it's a college student or a young professional, what would you tell them, you know, to help them get into the mindset of, you know, like predicting the markets? Well, I mean, uh, I think, you know, if you are, uh, well, the good news is today, as a young person in school, there are uh, amazing resources available to you for, um, you know, for that purpose and and that purpose would be how to sort of read the market um you know the web is an incredible place uh although so much of it's unstructured but so much of the information is available to look at trends in technology and social and demographic etc and political um you know there are so many feeds of data today that we didn't have just you know a dozen years ago that you know, really, if you have intellectual curiosity, you know, anybody, any student um, that has access to that, um, you know, with a computer or a smartphone can really do a lot of homework and start to read and learn about things and um, understand, you know, how things are starting to move. Um, but it, it really does take, I mean, you know, frankly, it, it's not just about reading a bunch of stuff. I mean, I think the reality is, um, the ability to process those signals and to create the insights to make the right correlations come from experience. So, um, you know, finding a mentor or mentors that um, have a bit more experience in understanding how to translate drivers and in, in, in signals in the marketplace to real business drivers and changes in policy and changes in uh, customer behaviors is a good idea. What are the key stepping stones that have enabled you to, you know, get to and succeed in your current position? Well, I, you know, it's a it's a great question, um, and and very simply answered, it is. I mean, if I summarize it, I would say the heterogeneous nature of my background has made this job easier to naturally endeavor than otherwise. Um, you know, I started off. Uh, you know, I went to undergraduate at the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. I thought I was going to be a merchant marine officer professionally. And that skill set obviously was pretty unique. Um, there are good parts of that education. Kings Point's a fantastic, uh, you know, academy, federal service academy. Um, and I got a lot of sort of business and, and, and traditional uh, curriculum within my education there. However, I did get a lot of very special sort of maritime stuff, navigation, and, you know, was very, you know, non-typical for most students. Um, and then I left there with a um, keen interest in the maritime industry, but also in technology, and um, worked for a company called American Management Systems in Virginia, and I was a systems analyst. So I then worked on um, a lot of technological skills, um, uh, you know, including software engineering that helped me, you know, balance some of that maritime and business with technology. And I think that matched with work experience and just intellectual curiosity and a, um, 
and an enjoyment around building things and experiencing change uh, helped me get to you know where I am today. Um, I've been in KPMG for many years. Um, I came to KPMG first in '95. I split out um, of the larger um, partnership to do a spinoff of the consulting business in the, the late nineties and came back in 2003. So, you know, despite that departure on the consulting side, I've been in the firm for, you know, quite a while, 20, 23 years. And, um, you know, I never thought I was going to be here that long, but I've had, a, uh, you know, a lot of different experiences in KPMG uh, because it's such a large firm and so diverse, it's an opportunity to do a lot of different things. So, um, you know, I would say that the, you know, that the variation in what I've done, the the, the differences in perspective and, and uh, skills required to do what I've done has actually helped me be much more balanced and effective in looking at trends and the implications of change, you know, perhaps because I'm just so used to seeing and, and dealing with change, right? What's some advice that you can give to someone listening who has a passion for your line of work? Well, I, I, I would certainly hope that people would. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we have entered a phase in corporate evolution, right? Um, companies have evolved continually since the first uh, of, of early enterprises, the East Indian, um, you know, the Dutch East Indian Company, for example, was one of the first large enterprises. Um, you know, I think that, you know, from that time, we have built an organization, a lot of strength, governance and capability. In leadership and in teams around operating the status quo, um, you know, in many organizations, including big four firms, are very good at operating. You know, keeping people busy and managing, uh, you know, uh, you know, operations and and and, and profits, etc. What organizations have not had very much time doing is building out uh, capability and um, muscle, corporate muscle, for changing the status quo or, in some cases, disrupting the status quo. That is the domain of, of, of innovation. And I think that this, this area that we call innovation today is um, in a lot of ways, you know, a, another S curve of evolution for corporate governance and uh, corporate capabilities. And you're going to start to see it more and more in the C-suite with the chief innovation officer roles being more common today. You're going to see it more and more in boards uh, because boards have to have even more uh, opportunity to provide guidance and strength to management teams around changing the status quo. Um, that said, um, you know, those that are looking for mentors should look for people that have these titles um, and, you know, where you have a natural relationship or an adjacency to someone you know, probably a good way to get to introduce to someone you want to meet with and talk uh, about this topic with. Um, and again, I think you know, there's going to be an increasing number of people who are involved in innovation in organizations. So um, I think that there's no real lack of people to associate or to network with. LinkedIn is probably a good way, you know, that today because we have tools of, of uh, you know, cyber connectivity, you can do searches uh, on the web and, and find things. I get a lot of people reaching out to me via LinkedIn, um, Facebook and Twitter uh, that follow and, and, and collaborate. And some of them have you know, reached out to me and just asked for coffee or a phone conversation, and I generally oblige if I have time. But at the end of the day, there's a whole world of people like this. So um, I would say just, one, have intellectual curiosity, two, use tools of the trade um, to, to get access to people 
and uh, and and just start making mistakes. I mean, at the end of the day, innovation, in many ways, um, is about mistake management, and you know, learning by mistakes is uh, is how things really get done. I mean, the Wright brothers tried to fly a hundred times before they got a hundred feet, you know, off the ground, and um, or ten feet, I should say, off the ground. So, um, you know, a lot of things that are done um, from an innovation standpoint are products of learnings, lessons learned from. Uh, previous attempts that did not succeed the way that you know they may have been designed. If you want to learn more about Steve Hill, Global Head of Innovation at KPMG, his LinkedIn profile is linked below. Once again, thanks for listening, and come back next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time for a new episode. See you then.